You're listening to Rocket Night. This is Sharice with Rocket Night, and I'm speaking with John Ramsey of the Cleveland band Orange Animal. And today we're going to talk about his new album, Still Frames, which came out on February 16th. Hello Hi. there. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? You're up in cold Cleveland. I am in cold, snowy Cleveland. That's right. I always think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I have yet to fin- to visit. I'm sure you've been there. <laughs> I, I haven't. I have not. You been. I have not. And everybody I talk to gives me grief for it, but I have not been there. I, I'm sure one of these days I will. I just haven't done it yet. Isn't that funny? That's I can't really like, say there's a good excuse. There's not a reason for it. I just, I just haven't done it yet. Is the admission expensive? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> and it's right down the street. I, I, I just haven't been there yet. Wow, that is so funny. Well, it's like. Me being in Florida, I haven't been to Disney in maybe a decade or so. <laughs> I mean, why go when it's 90 minutes away? So, <laughs> Mine's right now, hop, hop, skipping a jump. I just haven't had an opportunity to go yet. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I always think of uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I also think of Cedar Point, which is kind of close to there. Not quite. No, I I grew up in Sandusky. So Cedar Point, I can speak to heavily because I grew up in Sandusky and uh, uh, in that area. And uh, yeah, I've been to Cedar Point many, many times. I have fond memories. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Cedar Point. Yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic place. Mm So Orange Animal, you guys have been around since 2017. How did you come up with that name? Does it have any kind of meaning? Yeah, so when when we were originally trying to put this together, um, I had written a number of songs and uh, we were starting to kind of put them together and, and, and started thinking about playing songs out and playing venues and whatnot. And so we were talking about, all right, what's the name? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and ultimately, I I grabbed onto orange animal for a couple reasons. One, orange is my favorite color, and I, I know it sounds absurd. Okay, all right, see, and <laughs> and I kind of wanted a name that didn't signify a a specific genre of music. I I wanted the freedom. I wanted the flexibility to write whatever I wanted to write. I wanted the freedom and flexibility that when you see our name on a venue. It doesn't guarantee a, a certain segment is in or out. Now that could have cut against us or otherwise, but I've always loved Orange Animal. Uh, kind of universally, folks have have enjoyed it and gravitated toward it and, and appreciated that there's a certain meaninglessness to it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I wish there was some deep, profound meaning underneath it. But orange is my favorite color, and I just thought it sounded nice going with Orange Animal. So. You're the only person I've ever heard of where orange is a favorite color. I happen to like orange and rust. And orange is happy to me. I love orange. <laughs> I love orange. A lot of my clothes that I wear are orange, orange or green. You know. Well, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you some orange animal merchandise because we've got some good <laughs> orange merchandise. We'll send it down your way. I love the orange. <laughs> 
So you guys have been around since 2017. Do you have the same lineup or do you have a new lineup now? What's Tell me about that. Yeah. So when we started, um, it was uh, our drummer, Adam Thurman, uh, bass player, Bill Derivan. And then we've that's been the three primary figures throughout the entirety of it, and almost completely throughout the entirety of it. We've had various other instruments come in and out at different times for different shows. Um, and, and specifically, if you talk about like the recording of still frames, there were, you know, we had uh, uh, some added guitar player, a gentleman by the name of Chris Shaheen. And uh, he's been friends with me for a number of years. He plays in another uh, band called The Battle, excellent extra, excellent instrumental band uh, with uh, Ron and Don Copenhaver, who are twins. And uh, they helped on this album with drums and, and some other things and percussion, uh, some baritone guitar, some producing. And so for us, it's been predominantly the core of Adam, Bill and me. Uh, but then we've had other musicians come along. But now full time, Chris has now joined us full time. So now we've got two guitars, a bass and drum, and we'll add different musicians for different shows uh, as we go along. I noticed some of your songs had nice strings, accompaniment, yeah. violins yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Very pretty. Thank you. Uh, so this was this was kind of a, a spectacular thing that happened. There is uh, a, an amazing violin player by the name of Ariel Karras. And she fronts an, uh, a, a group called Opus 216 in Cleveland. And they are kind of an orchestral group and really amazing. So anyway, uh, Ariel came in and, and did just really, I can only say a beautiful job of translating. Um, I'm not a classically trained musician. And so everything that I write, I write by ear. And she did such an amazing job kind of translating, you know, my, 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 explanations my verbal explanations of what i want and my humming and my yelling and screaming and singing and and for both midnight and warsaw she she did an amazing job capturing that what i wanted and then in uh um hammer in my hands uh, that one catches me every single time because i told her i kind of described a story and i said i want you to play this story and and she played the story she created the audio story of it and and i i absolutely i've just fell in love with it um she's also uh, she does some work on um there were nights and then the last type of string accompaniment you'll find is on clear but that was done by another gentleman um uh, who uh um, mike murray who did it all on electronic instruments yeah i had hammer in my hand and midnight in warsaw written down i said yeah. down a description of each song and i said beautiful violin accompaniment because it is which uh Amazing. grows is beautiful yeah hammering my hand i swear in that song and a lot of the songs you make me think of eddie vetter your voice you have a great baritone voice i bet a lot I, of people say that I, I have gotten that a number of times yeah his solo work, not Pearl Jam, but his solo sure. work, I really, I really like a lot. And uh, I have one of his ukulele CDs. Oh, nice. He did a lot of songs yeah. on ukulele, and it's just yeah. beautiful. The ballads are, are wonderful. The piano song is almost like a a, a lullaby. Yeah, so it is a lullaby. It uh, is. So okay. I, I I wrote it, that one. Kind of came. I, I wrote the music to it. Um, back in 2000, let's see, probably about 2007. And I found it on a hard drive, just the instrumentation. I found it on a hard drive, I don't know, maybe six months, eight months ago and, and cleaned it up. Um, and I just kind of kept thinking about what I wanted to do with it and, and, and really where that music hit me now. And, and, uh, 
And and where it landed was, you know, it just kept bringing me back to tucking my kids into bed. So I've got three children um, and uh, many, 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 most nights. In fact, you know, I tuck them in and uh, when they were younger, my youngest is still six. So I will sing songs to them. And so if you, the lyrics of, of piano song are, it's a story of, of tucking your kids into bed. And, and it's a story of, uh, you know, I've intermixed some of the, of the lyrics from the lullabies that I sing and have sung to my, all three of my kids over the years. So it's absolutely a lullaby. No question about it. It sounded like one, a very sweet melody that it sounds. Yeah. I mean, I said, that's a lullaby. I wrote yeah. that. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Riptide starts off as, you know, a ballad, but it really builds into like a rock song. It does. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, no, that one that one came from um and, and built from just personal story of mine. Uh, about a year ago, uh, I was I, I ended up having to be in the emergency room and they thought I was gonna have to have emergency surgery. And so they rushed me from one hospital to the next. And I had this moment where it all was just kind of being torn away from me. And I, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what the next situation was going to be for me. And ultimately I ended up fine. So all, all is good, but I, but it was enough to where I thought, my golly, how fast all of everything that you have, your, 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 everything can just be pulled away right now. And, and there's no going back. And so I thought the, the way that musically feels to me is, you know, there's, there's a slow start to it, but it gets heavier at those spots where you're you're getting pulled away, and then and then the the chorus is more of a a reflection or at least an acceptance to you are being pulled away. There's there's nothing you can do. We're all being pulled away. There's it is it's how life goes. Um, but any event, that's that's why you get those heavy spots of where you're being torn away by the riptide, if you will. That totally makes sense. It's like the current, the build up, you know, the rolling waves or whatever. Yeah, Florida, we can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tides. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. I really like Clear. Great melody in there too. Thank you. Uh, Clear started off. Uh, golly, I've been messing with that song with the, the the music of it. I started playing with that music probably about oh gosh, probably about three years ago, four years ago. Uh, as Orange Animal, we played with it in different variations and. Um, and so finally, this time I, I really spent some time crafting it. Um, and, and, and really what it was, it, it, it was, it was always in my mind where this was going, but where it was, what it is, it's, it's, I started envisioning my, so my mom passed in 2012. And so I started envisioning, um, you know, kind of a conversation with her. Um, and then it kind of morphed into a conversation with somebody who is long lost and forever lost, but what if they came back for a minute? What would you, what would you say? How would you say it? What would be your, your questions, your feelings, your remarks, and and those kind of things. And so I wanted that slow build. I wanted that energy to it. Um, the guitar solo, I wanted it to have, uh, you know, kind of a, a more of a ripping guitar solo with a lot of fuzz to, to break up the overall sensation of it a little bit. So yeah, that's, that's, that's really where that song comes from. I listen to some of your older music, like Run, Lovers, Run, and some of your older music, I would say classic rock sound, yeah. heavy. 
this album seems to be more of a retrospective. Like you're really, it's very personal. It seems a lot of the songs, ballads is that hundred percent. This this album is really personal to me. So so if I were to track the chronology of our 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 music, Mm -hmm. the first album was very personal to me. And not to say that there's not personal elements to all of these songs, but like when you look at Run Lovers, Lunt Run, um, Ask Me, there really kind of classic rock music. That stuff I wrote during the pandemic. And it was one of those things musically where it was it was less a time of musical introspection because we we were surrounded by introspection. Right. We're all of us. We you know, we're we're home. We're trying to make sure our kids survive this. We survive this. We don't know what we're facing. So introspection is on top of us. And so those songs came more from a almost entertaining myself with, you know, I wasn't going out to clubs. I couldn't go out to shows. I couldn't play shows. And so I'm just writing rock and roll songs in my basement. And songs that I just had fun playing and writing, they weren't terribly introspective. You know, Run Lovers Run is not some, you know, deep cut that, that you know, reflects the, the inner workings of my soul, but it, it's something that I, I love playing live. I love the entertainment value of it, and I enjoyed the hell out of writing it. Well, I... All of us had a lot of pent up energy during the during the pandemic that we had to release. So yeah. a lot of aggression. So that's probably <laughs> yeah. why run, definitely, yeah. run. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I I like your earlier stuff. It's real rocking. And it, it also I saw that you guys played at the Viper Room in California. You went out there. We did. Um, this is this is one of the beauties of of modern technology, um, you know, and the use of social media is that, uh, gosh, a few years ago, right before the pandemic, I'd put out on Instagram stories, um, you know, saying, you know, we're looking for places to play. Right. We we'd played. I think we'd that we'd played a couple or show in Chicago. We'd played. I think we played Columbus and some other venue. We were relatively newer and, and, and but we'd had a couple albums out and. And so I put on social media, you know, any suggestions and a guy out in San Diego said, San Diego. And I said, that's wonderful. I don't know anybody in San Diego to connect me to a venue, much less anything else. And so he connected me with a, an amazing, wonderful, wonderful human being promoter out there by the name of Kelly McGarry. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so I reached out to her and she ultimately got back to me and we put it all together. Uh, she was wonderful as far as arranging for us to, uh, you know, to get on the venue and put us at a, at a great time slot and, uh, and so we played there once right after the pandemic. We were supposed to play before the pandemic and that got delayed. And then we played there once, had an amazing time. Absolutely loved it. Great. Loved the show. So about nine months later, we went back out, played it again. Uh, also played the uh, the lounge. That was just an acoustic set. And then we also played a really cool venue called uh, El Cid while we were out there. So it, it, it absolutely love, love, love playing out there. The Viper Room is very historic. I mean, a lot of people have played there and died there. I have to say, sure, <laughs> I always sure. think of River Phoenix. You know, right. the, yeah, the no, Viper it's definitely a storied history, no question about it. Yeah, I mean that that must. Have it's been such quite... a cool venue. It's such a cool venue. And oh, I, my, I've never been life, there. Tell the me about it. Down, oh, well, it's it's it's. What's it look like? It's it's kind of a cozy venue. It's it's a little smaller than what I had imagined going out there, but it's just perfectly sized. So, and it's got a nice elevated stage. It's got a you know a wraparound um, uh, curtains that go in front of the stage, which is really kind of neat. You don't see that in a lot of venues, and and just a great kind of a great local crowd that comes in. And and uh, we had the good fortune of playing on a Friday and a Saturday night, respectively, and just just so much fun, just so much fun. And I, I will tell you, in my life. 
if if I'm laying on my deathbed and this thought occurs to me, I, 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 will, I will definitely smile. The first time driving down Sunset Boulevard and seeing Orange Animal's name on the marquee, um, that was that was as good as it gets. That was that was pretty cool. That was that was that was fantastic. I'm excited just hearing about it because I mean the, everybody knows the Viper Room and yeah. and to get there like you said on a Saturday night or whatever. I mean I'm sure yeah. it's a party crowd. Yeah, no, there's there was a great crowd and you know the other bands were really cool. Yeah, I, I, I have nothing great to nothing but great things to say and, and and nothing but great things to say about Kelly McGarry. She's been somebody that you know I've been able to keep in contact with you know since then. So, well, speaking of uh, going out of state. Do you have a tour coming up and where are you going? Yeah. So right now we are in the process of getting our calendars coordinated for Chicago, um, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, New York, and hopefully Philadelphia. That's our, our first kind of set that we're trying to put together. Um, and it's one of those things we don't have dates and times nailed down yet, but uh, we're hoping to have all of that wrapped up. Goodness, I'm, I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks we'll have those dates locked in. So uh, it, on our website on www.orangeanimal.com, you know, we will we'll update all of our shows as directly and and on our Instagram. We always put that stuff out there. I hope you get Detroit in there. What's that? Get Detroit in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What did I what am I saying? Detroit. I, yeah, of course. Of we're, course. We're the Motor City. We love rock. <laughs> Detroit is on my list. I promise yeah. you. Now I'm not just saying that Detroit's on my list. And if you're there in a summer month, I will see you. It's right, too cold now. Right. I'm, I'm going to hold you. By the way, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that because I think it's going to be in the summer months because I'm well, not playing Detroit. No. <laughs> that's June, July. That's like when I'm there usually. And I try right. to get there like Labor Day weekend a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on too. So do yeah. you guys ever play at festivals? You know, we have, we've played not, we were, we've played in some Cleveland festivals um, that have been great. We played at the Heights Music Hop. That's, you know, all these various neighborhood um, uh, festivals. Uh, last summer, we played at a, a porch festival. Uh, so there's an area in Cleveland, a certain neighborhood in Cleveland, and they shut it all down and they have all these vendors and food vendors and, and various homeowners host bands. And and I got to tell you, it was it was one of the most fun experiences playing music outside on somebody's porch. Uh, that uh, uh, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, it's fun listening to, like people across the street from their balconies, like screaming over, you know, screaming over, yelling at, you know, yelling, you know, cool, you know, rooting you on and whatnot. That was that was that was real neat. I have to say, block parties, house parties, backyard concerts—they're the best. They're a lot yeah. of fun. There's, yeah. Because there's no pressure on them, you know, and it, it's kind of, and, and you get, I, I think what I really enjoyed about the Porch Festival was that uh, the way it's set up is the bands are timing staggered, right? So let's say we would play, so the people, the, the crowd would get in front of the house that we're in uh, and playing. When we're done with our set, they just walk down the street and they get in front of the next house where the next band is playing. So you have kind of this, 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 this you know, a uh, roaming band of, of fans, just, you know, and people you don't know and of all ages, kids, older people, it's just, just absolutely fantastic. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's what I was going to say too. I bet like teenage kids, kids, I mean, to see a band or rock band, that was a big deal yeah. for me growing up. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's cool. I used to see a lot of garage bands, <laughs> you know, people yeah. used to do that. That's where people would practice basement or garages. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and in fact, I was going to, I, I, I joked that at one point uh, I was, I was playing a guitar solo and I walked down the front of the, uh, of the uh, porch and I'm kind of in no man's land, you know, and I'm sitting there playing a guitar solo and, and the biggest, the person cheering me on the most was probably, you know, an, an 80 year old woman who was sitting, just happened to be sitting right up front and she was just rooting me on. And it was, it was just a lot of fun. It was really, just really sweet. It was really, really nice. That eighty-year-old eighty-year-old woman could have been at Woodstock, for all you know. I mean, everybody's getting up there when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I appreciated it. Yeah. Goodness, I appreciated it. It was nice. That's funny. What's What's next on the horizon? You've got a new album out, a tour. Anything else that's newsworthy you would want people to know about? Yeah, I just you know I would say listen to the album. I mean that's something that means the most to us. Uh, you know, having people you know follow us on Instagram, come out to our shows is a big big thing that we we love to have happen. Um, you know, we love hearing from folks if they like the album. Uh, we've got more um, uh, Spotify playlists that that are coming you know coming around that we've just got in contact with that they they want to put our songs on there um, and. Uh, um, and then we've got uh, some various blogs that have reached out that are going to publish some stuff. So it's, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, just come on out and see us. You know, for us right now, what we're really trying to refine is our live show. And that's that's really where we're at. We had the uh, uh, the uh, album release show last Friday. Uh, had a great time. Uh, but it's one of those things where you, you, you know what you want to tighten up. You know how you want to you know tighten your live show going forward and cleaning up your set list as to specifically what you think works and where it works before we take it on the road. So that's where we're at right now. Will you play mostly songs from your new album or will you have just a mix of everything that you guys have it's, done? It's a mix of everything. Um, you know, like one of the songs, um, Other Side of the Ocean, which is on the new album, that's a, a duet uh, with a woman by the name of Autumn Traub, who just beautiful, beautiful voice. And uh, so if she's not able to play, then we probably won't play a song like that. Um, but we'll definitely, you know, we this last show we played, you know, Battleship and we played some other heavier stuff and mixed that in with the new album. So I'm guessing it's going to be a mix of new stuff and old stuff. Not to backtrack, but I was just curious, were you, have you been in bands all your life? Is this like a hobby thing or I mean, your voice <laughs> is wonderful. I love your well, voice. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I So I started playing guitar when I was 11. And I played in a band in junior high and high school, um, or at least for part of high school. And then after that, I didn't play in bands until I was till I started Orange Animal back in seventeen. So um, I'm not a you know I'm not a kid, and uh, so that's a lot of years. But I always played my guitar. I always wrote music. Music has always been such a huge, huge part of my life. Uh, and so when I started Orange Animal, it was to a certain extent I I needed it. I, I loved it. I missed it. And and the kind of the stars aligned and it just felt like absolutely the right thing to do. And it's been, it was one of those projects that when I committed to it, I had committed to it. It was, I, I didn't want to do it as simply a hobby. I didn't want to do it just simply passively. When I did it, I thought, all right, I'm going to put my songs out there. I'm going to put my heart out there. I'm going to put my soul out there and I'm going to play as many songs, as many shows as, as, time and and fate will allow so that's really what we've been doing and, and like i said music's been just a huge part of my life all the way through so in a sense it was almost like rediscovering music since you started it in 2017 you said this is part of me i'm tired of doing it just in my bedroom or the basement i want to do a band yeah yeah that's right yeah absolutely 
So, and, and like I said, the stars kind of aligned and everything just kind of landed into place. And then once that happened, once it was my drummer and I who started working together first and, and uh, I realized right there, I had somebody who wanted to do this too. And so then I, I found our bass player who's been with us for seven years. I found him on Craigslist and uh, he's such an amazing bass player and a good, good friend. So um, yeah, things have just kind of worked out the way in a really, really special way. Uh, Orange Animal has, has been, you know, such a, a life-saving and life-affirming project for me. It's a lot of work and, you know, I lose a lot of sleep over it. I'm not going to lie. But uh, it's it's been every level worth it. Music makes you whole. Oh, completely. Yeah, with I I can't imagine living without it. it. It's my favorite part of favorite part of other things besides my children, which my littlest one's sitting right here <laughs> looking at me. You can put them in the band too. Are they going to learn? They'll probably I'm, I'm learn music. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Time will tell. I I play music too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean I. You know, I do the journalism and my music has been on the back burner. But I think when you, when kids have lessons, as far as music, it's a gift you carry your whole life. Yeah. I mean, you can do it till you're in your 70s, 80s, whatever. It's in, it helps with your thinking. It does. So that's. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I, it, it helps in so many different areas of my life. And, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 central to everything. Of the other thing I've found is is just I find it unique to other musicians that I, I play with. I mean, that's that's something that that I I think it's so hard to describe how amazing that side of it has been. Is the wonderful musicians that I've met along the way, you know, and the people that I've met along the way. That if I didn't do this, I I would not have had these people in my life. People that are are now super close friends of mine people who I, I admire, people who have made my life so much better, who have, you know, brought bright days to me. Um, and, uh, and it's fun watching other people create. That's, I mean, that's something that it's, it's hard to describe that the value of creating and, and, and I love watching other bands play because it takes a lot. It takes, I know what it takes to get up there on stage and do that and put your soul and your person and, you know, your voice and your guitar and all of those things and, and whatever instrument you, and put it out there for people to, to judge, to measure, to like, to dislike, to connect with, um, whatever it might be. So I, I think for me to playing out like that has just been it, more than I ever could have imagined. I think it's the collaboration that makes it special. There you know, playing by yourself is one thing, but once you team up with one person or two or three, it's it's like great minds think alike, and it's you're like a machine working together. It's it just is. it's a team, like a sport almost. You know, no, and it's yeah. wonderful watching what other people bring to the table. You know, because there have been plenty of these songs. I mean, I, I will write the basics of the song. I'll write the you know all those the elements of it, but when it comes down to it what the drums bring, what the bass brings, what, you know, what other elements come into it from their musicality is it, it just takes it to that other place where I hadn't, I would never have come up with that. I mean, there are bass parts that Bill has come up with. There are drums, part, drum parts that Adam has come up with, you know, and, and other, others have come up with that. I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have arrived to me, but I'm so grateful that it arrived to them and that they brought it to the table. I, I'm with you on that. There's, you know, it's I, a lot of times it's like a family, you know, sometimes you bicker, you argue, you get pissed at each other. It happens. And it's um, it's hard with egos. I mean, everybody sure. sometimes everybody wants to be a boss or everybody has a great idea, but the other people don't like it. It's it's hard, but it's yeah. a team effort. 
without question. All right. We're almost out of time. So I would like to thank you for joining Rocket Night. And I want people to listen to Orange Animals Still Frames. I've been listening to it. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, of the opportunity to be here. So yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, yeah. Have a very, very wonderful evening. Thank you so much, Sean. We'll see you later. Okay. Sounds good. Good night. Bye-bye. Here is Orange Animal with Hammer in My Hands. Sales came down so goddamn fast Tried to blame the sales of another man's past I knew this one's on me Yeah, I knew this one's on me The warm, soft corners you wore to bed The long lost beauty and the colors you bled Shards of glass that just This damn hammer in my hands Carried this hammer since I was born Forged as a tool, more weapon than toy Fist built for fighting, my heart won't join This hammer in my hands This damn hammer in my hands To build on where Bought the boards and the nails when the money was thin. The kids were young, you'd hear me brag. Got this hammer in my hands. This damn hammer in my hands. Buildings grew higher as time marched on. For its stories or more, I declared. With the fury of a hundred men or more This hammer in my hands This damn hammer in my hands I've carried this hammer since I was a boy Forged as a tool, more weapon than This bill for fire, my heart won't This hammer Hammers are known for the gentlest of things. Like peaceful mornings or the dawnings of spring Take the man first and the man's precious things Hammer in my hands This damn hammer in my hands Now I'm sitting in a room full of broken glass The shelves came down so goddamn fast Let me try to see me in my hands 
Listening to Rock at Night. The introductory song, Get On Down, is from blues artist Billy, Billy Bass Alford. Look for his music at ReverbNation.com. 